Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. And we're off into another week we go. We're a day late this week, <laughs> but it's not like we have a strict schedule that someone's waiting <laughs> for us to produce our weekly podcast. <laughs> no, and I'm reminded about what Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings says. Something like, a wizard is never late. He arrives exactly when he intends to arrive. That's what we're doing. We arrive right when we intend to arrive. I like that. Then we're never late. Yep. I, that's one of my hang-ups is um, a fear of being late. I have always had that. I think I got it from maybe both parents. They're kind of the same way. Like being late is the worst possible thing that could happen. <laughs> so I'm always early where I, wherever I go, and so are you. Yeah, we're the same in that. Um, if you're on time, you're late. So, and we've talked about this uh, before. I, it's just one of those things I completely don't understand when someone invites you to come over to their house and they say, you know, be there at six. Well, to me, that means be there at six. But if they're really expecting you to arrive at 6.15 or 6.30... Well, then tell me 6.15 or 6.30. <laughs> but whatever. I just I don't understand that that's kind of a unwritten rule. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I'll continue to play the game and usually be the first one there. Well, and that's my thing. Apologies to every host and hostess that, that has invited us to their homes as we enter on time, spot on time, first one's there, and... <laughs> Usually, the host and hostess are not quite ready <laughs> for the arrival. Well, the funny thing is the the you know nothing else works that way. <laughs> if I've got someone that's going to meet me in my office and I say let's get together at ten, I don't mean ten fifteen or ten thirty. I mean ten. <laughs> uh, you know the dentist. If they say they want you there at 3, now they may not see you immediately, but they don't want you to roll in at 3.30. Anyway, I just don't understand. <laughs> uh, well, that's our thing. That's our thing. So I'm trying to not let the anxiety of being late. I mean, I like being prompt, but I'm trying to let go of the anxiety that's attached to it because that's not helpful. Yeah, True. So we have a topic um, kind of earmarked. Maybe this is the first time I've ever said, let's talk about this on the podcast. And um, yeah, I've never done that before ahead of time. 
so it's not that this is scripted. It's just that this is a topic we definitely wanted to share with you guys because it was, it was really, um, what's the word, impactful as we sat there watching it together on Sunday. Right. So I saw a recommendation from a friend of mine who's a writer down in Beaufort, South Carolina, that said that she had just watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix and really recommended it. And of course, I saw this on social media, (laughs) the recommendation. (laughs) So I thought, well, I'll check it out. And if you've not seen it, it's basically um, some of the leaders from the social media platforms, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, etc. Uh, a few of them have come forward and said, you know, we've developed something and nobody really has thought to see the unintended consequences of what's going on. And uh, it's not good what um, is happening in social media. They're quick to say, it's not about demonizing the technology. The fact that we can pick up our phone, push a few buttons, and a car arrives to pick us up and take us where we want to go is really a cool thing. Um, but it's the unintended consequences of um, social media manipulation and addiction that they're talking about. Again, as with anything, you have to use your own uh filters your own judgment as to how you receive uh, this semi-documentary. I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, we just have to make those judgments as to do we buy what they're selling us or not. Uh, I thought it was pretty well done. And um, anyway, I do recommend it to you. Yeah, um, it was... In a way, it wasn't surprising to me what they were saying, but they went into the details of the creators of these algorithms for the different platforms and that the people who created them, very few people know how how they work. Um, but once they were created, they adjust and they grow in their intelligence, like artificial intelligence, they say, is a real thing with these computers they're adjusting and the whole algorithm um, kind of success story is to keep us on the screens for longer and longer periods of time and that's what they're measuring so they're measuring what we're following what we're watching and then they're offering more of that content in the direction of our interests which is smart I mean it's doing exactly what they wanted it to do and it's great when you want to learn more or explore more in an area because boy they'll offer you all kinds of of avenues in that direction they're that are so fun to explore like I love Pinterest all of my (laughs) recipes are on Pinterest and that's how I get inspired to cook Um, but at the same time We all are at least somewhat aware of the dangers of an enormous amount of screen time. 
not only for adults, but especially for young people? Yeah, um, I, I come at this a little bit differently. Uh, I'm not one that devotes a lot of time to screen time, really, and certainly not to social media. Uh, I have no social media on my phone, and I do look at Facebook a little bit at work, mainly to see what friends are doing. I am not one who enjoys going down all the rabbit holes um, like you do. Mm-hmm. It's just not my thing, but that's all right. I, I take that back. I've got YouTube on my phone, uh, mainly for music, uh, if I want to see a video of music. So I do have that. Um, but one of the things I found striking, I'd never heard this before, is, and I don't know if this is true, but this is what they said, the only other uh, arena in which someone is called a user, which people who consume uh, technology are called users, are addicts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it so that holds the same. You know, what does the the person who's selling the drugs want out of the user? Well, it's more consumption. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Uh, the the platforms want more and more consumption from the user, the advertisers, etc. So they do everything they can to keep you and to manipulate your attention to the screen time, which is not necessarily nefarious. Uh, it makes some sense that they would want to do that. I think one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it is not to demonize anyone but to say it is so good to be aware that it is an unintended consequence of what is going on is that they are seeking to manipulate your attention as of course they would to make money so just to be aware of it well and that's all true but I think for me the most dangerous thing that that documentary portrayed was the influence on our young people's self-esteem and Mm. confidence as they enter into this social network arena for um, acceptance and for approval through likes and comments as they post on, you know, Twitter and um, TikTok and Instagram. We are entering the season where there's been a whole generation of middle schoolers in particular, and they brought on some doctors that talked about the rapid increase of depression and hospitalization and suicide in young girls since, since this explosion in social media that they've been exposed to and become users of. So to me, that's the most um, dangerous um, and the and the part to be the most aware of is w- what are we doing to our kids because they're they're not mature enough to to see all things objectively and make sound choices yet they're not adults. Yeah, as it has been said, not original to me that uh, children are terrific observers, but they're poor interpreters. And so they observe what's going on. They don't always know how to interpret the data. So you're exactly right. Yeah, it's a real quandary. We're trying to uh, figure this out. 
one of the things that I thought was hopeful were these folks who came forward in this documentary, it appears, are all working towards a common uh, goal through different avenues of bringing awareness and some uh, regulation to how this works in our world right now. So um, while I'm not always, I think some regulation is good. uh, And I think this is one area that uh, has been unregulated. And when we see the consequences, like you said, particularly to our youth, um, we need to take some measures to protect them as we have in other avenues. Like someone brought up, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, you can't advertise um, alcohol or whatever. You know, we do some things to protect our children during these times. Um, What can we do in the social media world to do some of the same things? Yeah. And I um, really respect the people in the documentary who were still within the system. They still worked at their social media platform companies, and they were dedicated to reform from within. So they weren't throwing the baby out with the bathwater. They understood the benefits and the advantages of having these technologies, but they also saw the dangers and they wanted to bring about good change. So I really admire that. And I also understand if people say, I'm walking away. You know, we all have our decisions to make and how we want to deal with it. Something I'm just thought of that is curious, and there's probably good reasons for it. The likes that you talked about, you know, people kind of living for uh, someone liking their post or liking them by proxy is the way we see that. You know, Mm -hmm. someone likes what I said. We interpret that as they like me. Right. how a lot of the time the people who are liking things we may not know at all you know it's not just close friends and contacts that are doing this and yet in the spiritual world god has done everything he can to show us the thumbs up like that he's for us and loves us and we by and large don't even buy it (laughs) we don't believe that he means it or something. Uh, but yet, you know, John Doe or Jane Doe halfway around the world either gives us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and it totally either elates us or wrecks our day. And the incredible, bizarre psychological power that seems to have, mm. and yet in the spiritual world, we don't pay it any attention. It's such a good point, and it reminds me of the scripture. I don't know where it's from, but the encouragement that we receive to look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Because the things that are seen, those little likes, they're temporal. They're just Mm -hmm. for a moment, and they won't be lasting. You'll be going back to find more likes and more assurance in the short term. But, you know, the messages and the truth and the, the reality that we receive eternally from our heavenly family you can't take it away it's 
you know, it goes on and on and on forever. And it's, that's a lasting promise and a lasting reality that we can live into more and more. Boy, does that message need to be shouted louder than anything else. Yeah, it's, I mean, exactly. It's unconditional love. So in the social media world, everything we do is conditional because, you know, John Doe may have liked what I said this time, but two days from now I may put something up there and then when John Doe says he doesn't like it, well, now I'm trying to readjust to get John Doe to like again. I mean, how bizarre is that? And yet God never gives us the dislike. Um, Now, understand what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that he is asleep and approves of all of our selfish behavior. That's not what I mean. But he's always for us, for our betterment, and for us to experience life. That's what I mean by he never gives us the dislike. He will never abandon us. Yeah. so, yeah, something we can learn just from watching uh, that show is how it relates then to our life as children of God. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's what, you know, it's another one of our uh, reasons for doing this podcast and counting our stars is that there is so much in our everyday lives. It's not everyday life. It's they're all loaded with teaching moments and ways to reconsider and to adjust and to be mindful and to bring in the gospel mindset to the way we live our lives and into all of our relationships and grow from it. There are endless possibilities as we walk through our days. There are another thing that just happens to cross my mind, and I again, the psychologists and the sociologists out there would be able to pinpoint this much better. But isn't it ironic that the people who most likely love you the most and are the most invested in your lives, if they like something, it has very little meaning. But somebody you don't know has much more power over your self-esteem as to their likes or dislikes. For instance, you know, if my daughter posted something and I like it, well, that doesn't mean much to her. (laughs) She's like, well, that's my dad or so what. But, you know, if Jimmy John across the country again Mm -hmm. says like or dislike, now that seems to carry weight. And isn't it bizarre that... you know, the people most invested that are close, their voices just kind of uh, get drowned out. Yeah. Maybe that, that speaks to the heart of all of us. We were created from family and for family. That need and that desire to belong and to be included and to be unconditionally loved, that hunger and that desire is constantly present. It's who we are. And so God describes that to us and speaks that to us in human form. But when we don't receive that from people in the world yet, because everyone's not aware of reality yet, it hurts when we don't have it. 
But it's there. It's true. You're loved and you belong and you're included. Double thumbs up on you. <laughs> yes. From God. He likes you. <laughs> Amen. Siskel and Ebert. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. How many rotten tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> no rotten tomatoes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Peace. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time. <laughs>